You're listening to Real Relationships on JewishCoffeeHouse.com. I'm Mickey Lavenpell, marriage therapist and relationship coach. I'm Molly Livingstone, comedian and enjoying the beautiful weather. On today's show, we are talking about why staying together for the kids isn't doing anyone any favors. Okay, this is a quite a juicy topic mm. because I think in the olden days, people used to just stay together. This wouldn't even be a topic. And then it became a question mark. People are getting divorced left and right. So why is this an issue? It's an issue because people seem to think that once they have kids and they're married, and if they're not happy, if they're not feeling satisfied in the relationship, that they should just stay together for them rather than actually be happy in the relationship. There's this notion that if the relationship isn't going so well, that's just how it is. I am doomed. There is nothing I can do. There's this very fatalist approach to the relationship. I mean, people have a fatalistic approach about how they even get married. You know, they just think it's about finding the right one and it's not about doing any work. And for people who have that attitude, then it's a very... Slippery slope? Yeah. It's kind of a slippery slope to, okay, now we're married, we have kids and we don't know what the heck we're doing here and we don't know why we like each other. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we here? What's this relationship all about? And so much stress happens, obviously. So much stressful stuff comes up with the kids that Mm -hmm. if the relationship wasn't feeling great before the kids came along, then once the kids come on board, all the other stuff sort of comes out. But don't you think that it is important to stay together for the kids? I mean, don't you think your children need that mother and father in the house? You're saying they feel the issues. I'm saying that- what if they don't? uh, I think it's an excellent question. Yes, I think people should work on their relationship and show their kids a great relationship for the kids. But if they hate each other or if they are really miserable being together and they can't work out how to, if they can't work out how to feel positively towards one another once again and they don't, they don't, they're not building anything together or they're just sort of living together as, as roommates and they're showing their kids a bad relationship Mm-hmm. Then staying together for the kids is basically educating the kids badly. You don't think that showing them that we can be friends, even if we don't love each other in that love, passionate way, is enough nowadays? I'm not saying that we have to have like flaming romance and candles over the house and rose petals on the floor. But mm-hmm. what I am saying is that there has to be some sort of mutual respect here. And there have to be some sort of positive feelings. If there's going to be shouting and screaming and anger and bitterness all the time, and the kids are going to be crouching in the corner at all times because they don't want to be near their parents or they just are constantly feeling that they have to take sides. And certainly if there's abuse in the relationship, that's obvious. Yeah, you shouldn't be with that person at all. Right, right. Mm -hmm. If that person doesn't want to take responsibility for their behavior, if the abusive person doesn't want to take responsibility for their behavior, then they then you need to get out. That's a whole different show. But assuming that there's no abuse, there's just a lack of positive feelings towards one another and and there's anger and there's animosity and you're shouting and cursing at each other and things like that, which is also obviously abusive as well, can be, then this is not something you want to be teaching your children. You want to be teaching, you have to be really be conscious of what is it that you want to be teaching your children and what is it that you want to feel for yourself as well. So it's really a two-pronged issue here is how do you really want to live your life What kind of lifestyle do you really want to have? I I mean, you've got a a lot of years ahead of yourself here. You know, back in the day, I remember, you know, when I was studying and I I asked my teacher, Penny Evans, back in Australia, I said to her, you know, why is that people didn't get divorced uh, in the 1950s? And she said, because people dropped dead before they had a chance to get divorced. Mm. Most guys were dropping dead at the age of 50 and 60. 
from heart attacks and all sorts of stuff. People didn't live long enough to have the luxury of getting divorced. I mean, of course, now people are getting divorced way earlier in yeah. the 30s and 40s. No one's waiting till 50. So people then knew, okay, I have to hang out till 50 and I'll just suck it up and I'll suffer. And I think people had a very different attitude about marriage and relationships back then. It was like, I just have to live it out till 50 and then I'll just drop dead and die. Whereas now we're living till 80s and 90s. I think it's important to say, and I'll, I'll quote Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. No, that rhymed. And also I know Me Too, not a fan right now. But he did make a very interesting point through one of his uh, dark comedy moments, which was he said, marriage is not forever divorce is forever. So even if you're not living together, I don't think the cursing, I don't think any of that necessarily goes away. Meaning I remember as a child, and thank God my parents divorced at the ripe old age. I think I was a year and a half and my dad was already out of the house. But I remember very distinctly slamming doors of cars whenever they talked to each other. I was the middle person of, and tell your father he didn't give me child support this month. So none of that disappears if these two people can't get along. I know people make more of an effort like, uh, what's her face, Gwyneth Paltrow with Coldplay. Conscious uncoupling, she calls it. Yes, where they're like, we're going to stay besties. And I do have friends like that, that they travel together with their kids on airplanes and go to the different families, their parents, their in-laws or former in-laws, and they do make it happen. I think a lot of the time what you're describing also takes that work that you're talking about. So then why not just stay in it? Because I think there's something about being in the same place. Like what is the pop quiz of do I stay or do I go now? You know, do I stay for my children? Because I grew up in a horrible household of like single parenting madness with two immature people that shouldn't have been parents. Right. So for my children, I don't want to do that. So when you're like looking at like, My baby's crying in the background because she knows the question that's coming. How do you know if you need to get out and if it's not healthy for your children as opposed to, I want to stay because I want to give my children the mother-father household I didn't have? The question really isn't, how do you know when is the right time to get divorced? The question really should be, when do you really start recognizing that things are starting to sort of unravel and that it's time to really pull things in and take a look at it and do some work in your relationship? That's what I would like to encourage people to think about. Now, if it somehow has gotten to a point where there's so much water under the bridge and one of you has been trying to work on it and the other one just has been avoiding it or at different times you've been trying to work on it and, and not and just it ha- you haven't been able to get it together – and you've just hit this point where there's no movement and you're just feeling utterly miserable, then that would probably be the point where you really got to think about having a conversation about do we stay or do we go? And it's a process. It's not a spang of a gamarnu sort of, it's not a one-off, okay, yes, let's just get divorced. Some people might make a decision that way. And there's so many different Flip factors. A coin, see what happens. Right. And I think that's probably a very irresponsible way to make a decision for yourself, but that's just me. Um, I think it's... What do you know? (laughs) What do I know? I mean, it really is a process and there's two people's feelings. And and oftentimes, one person is more in it than the other. One person's more invested than the other. There's always a situation like that. And so the question is, are you a sensitive person and do you actually care about about this person that you married and you have children with or not? If you don't care, then you just get divorced and off you go. But that's because maybe you're not the most sensitive person. But if you 
are a sensitive and caring and kind person and you actually do care about your children and you really do care about their welfare and there sadly are some people out there who really don't who are really not thinking about their children I've had people in my office who've said to me I don't actually care about my kids I just really care about my happiness and I was a little shocked and gobsmacked and then I got over it and <laughs> got on with the show so there's all sorts of things out there and people have different motivations but for people who are listening to the show, I'm assuming that you are a responsible individual and you care about yourself and you care about your own well-being and you care about your partner's well-being and you care about your children. The best idea is to do a checkup. There's this uh, checkup called the, the Couples Checkup, which was created. It's literally a couples checkup, www.couplecheckup.com, created by Dr. David Olson of University of Minnesota, he created the Prepare and Rich program. He's been studying couples, I think he's now retired, but he was studying couples for 30 or 40 years, studying in the 1980s and looking at what it is that makes healthy couples. And he told couples, no, you should be doing this couples checkup to see where you're holding on various 10 different areas. And it's a great way to see, you know, where you need to fix things up and so on and so forth. And if you do this every once in a while, you look at your relationship every once in a while and you see where things are starting to slide, then you could pull yourself back up. So that's one way. Um, there's probably a billion online tests that you could take to see to see how you're feeling. But even just being able to have a conversation about where, you know how you're feeling and checking in with each other and, and then doing something about it and saying, hey, I feel like we need to do a little bit more you know, couples time. I feel like we need more date nights. I feel like we need more physical intimacy. I feel like we need to get the kids out of the house more and off to friends. But you need to constantly be mixing things up. And I often liken it to exercise and diet. It's like if you're on the same diet all the time, you're probably not going to lose weight. But if you're mixing things up and you're shaking it up, your body will know that it can't stay stay the same. It has to it has to move along. Um, oh, so it's I the like same that. thing. I like yeah. that analogy. Now I'm hungry. But sorry. Uh, <laughs> the key things are you don't want to be miserable. You don't want your kids to be miserable. So staying together just for the kids is not a great idea. Mm, that is Mickey Levenpel. Yeah. Uh, if they want to ask you questions personally, they want relationship advice, where do they go? What do they do? They could go to www.mickeylevenpel.co.il. And if you're listening to this show and you'd like a discount on, on a first session, if you just type in jewishcoffeehouse.com, when you contact me through my contact page on my website you'll get a 10% discount. Yeah, and you can do that from anywhere in the world. You don't have to be anywhere. based in Israel. You can be complaining or fetching yep. or exhaling or whatever it is from anywhere. And if you have questions, of course, that you want us to answer, mainly Mickey, I just do the uh, devil's advocate over here, you can write us at realrelationships at jewishcoffeehouse.com. And that wraps it up for another episode of Real Relationships. Subscribe to this and other great podcasts at jewishcoffeehouse.com, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And please go to iTunes and rate and review us. It will help us a lot. Real Relationships is a production of jewishcoffeehouse.com.